Welcome to Next at the Mic Radio, a lively hour of unscripted roundtable conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts about their inspirations, goals, and insights to help you find your own mic. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's Bonnie D. Thank you, voice of, I don't know who he is, but I, a little birdie told me that he might be an AI voice, and I thought he's pretty darn good. We went through about 30 samples, and he's the one we picked for the intro. So thank you to who you are. We appreciate you. Bonnie D in the house here, happy to present a brand new show presented by Voice America Variety Channel. I'm on many channels on Voice America. I'm the producer, host, creator of over 50 series in the past 12 years, and I wanted to to meet more of my fellow and sister hosts here. So I decided with Robert Cellino and with Rachel Stapholz and Aaron Keller at Voice America, we decided to put together a show to introduce you to the hosts, not on the shows that they host, but in this forum, in this medium, where we're going to find out what inspires them, what's important to them, why do they host radio, what messages do they hope, what is the value of talking to a microphone to the world? Why? And that's what we're going to find out today. So next at the mic. Now, I have three wonderful people with me. I have only met them about 14 minutes ago, so we're not quite best friends, but we're going to get to that point. (laughs) So I want to read a little bit of a poem, and I do, full disclaimer, I write my intros for all my shows, and then I put it through ChatGPT. And then I customize it. So it's AI plus human. I'm still the human as far as I know. Patrick, do you believe I'm still a human? I'll take your word for it. I'll take my word for it, Patrick Lang. Okay, we got a comedian in the house. Hey, that's my job to be funny. Used to do it stand up, Patrick. Now I just try to be sitting down funny. Here we go. So here is the here's the opening. In the realm of radio where voices ring, get ready, enthusiasts, for the stories we'll bring. Our premiere special on Next at the Mic stage. Our median of choice, live radio, is the rage. Tune into our roundtable as we venture deep, welcoming Voice Voice America hosts. Your attention, they will keep. Wave when I call your name. Patrick Lang, Cecilia Zapata-Harms, Rebecca Hall-Greiter, too, bringing us into their worlds, sharing their wisdom true. Join host Bonnie D, that's me, as she happily leads the way on our next at the mic debut. We've got so much to say. What do you think? You like that? Yeah. Bravo. Patrick, yeah. Bravo. I did a little customizing. Cecilia, for those of us who are people who are watching on LinkedIn and Facebook, I want you to raise your hands up, please. She is in full Halloween regalia, and she's got the most fabulous, I'm going to borrow or steal those gloves. Patrick, you can help me take the gloves after the show, please. <laughs> I, I need to have those gloves. And if you're wondering about all the microphones here, this background I have is the handiwork of the wonderful creative director at Voice America, Rachel Stapholz, who is in the background, and she's not going to say anything, but I know she's there. And she found a silver mic and a mic with a little bit of gold and this is my own focus right scarlet solo red mic i use on all my shows so we've got a whole host of mics and the point is people listening people watching maybe you want to be next at the mic what do you have to say so we hope we'll inspire you a little bit along the way there's another poem let's get some introductions here and then we'll play the scorpio game after this so patrick lang i'm putting you on full screen speaker view so everybody can see you would you please do me the honor of introducing yourself tell us a little bit about who you are your background what's your radio show about and why are you inspired to talk at the mic patrick thank you So I'm the uh, founder and CEO of a profit consulting firm in Henderson, Nevada, named Certainty Management. We're a veteran-owned company. 
Uh, I was in the army for several years and we have several veterans on our team. I'm also a, a co-founder of a technology firm named Certainty Global in partnership with Frank Hellring, who's also one of our hosts here on Voice America. He has a show called Business Buzz. So my show on, on Voice America is called Finding Certainty. And when I was asked to do the show, I was asked, what would I want to do a show about? What would the main pillars be? And I said, two things. I said, we're, de- we're dealing with a lot of uncertainty out there. And in order for us to overcome that, we need to be willing to evolve. We need to be willing to consider new relationships, new technologies. You talk about chat GPT, you know, we need to be willing to change and grow. And secondly, I'm a firm believer we need to work together. There's a lot more that we can agree on than what we disagree on, right? The, the small percentage. And, and so I, I wanted to do a show where we could you know, cross the aisle, as it were. We could talk about different topics, talk about different backgrounds and viewpoints and so forth, but do it in a very, a very general and, uh, I guess, uniting way, if you will. Um, I'm a father of five. I've got five children, married a widow with three children, and have uh, two boys together. Uh, they're 17 to 25 now, so we're, we've dealt with four teenagers at once. They're now, now getting out of the house, and um, we're doing we're doing some exciting things. One of the things we do with our business is we help raise funding for nonprofits. We use our cost reduction work to help nonprofits raise unlimited funding. So we realize we could do more than just make income. We could make a difference. We talk about that on the show as well. So. Happy to be here, Bonnie. Thanks for having me uh, as part of uh, Next Set the Mic. A privilege to get to know you. And I thank you for the work you do and thank you for your veterans and for, pleasure. You, for your service. I appreciate that. And I have one question for you. Why radio, Patrick? Why you could write books, you could do consulting, you could do webinars, you could do back of room sales of, of recordings of your talks, right? You could do anything, white papers, articles for well-known magazines, newspapers, publications. Why the microphone? Just one sentence answer. Why are you on the mic on your show? Really, it comes down to relationship. I think through radio, you can develop relationships with your listeners, those who call in and that you get to know, and those who don't. You have a better opportunity to build some depth into the conversation and and to, to, to create layers in that relationship than I think you can in any other medium. I am an author. I am a speaker, I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But radio, I believe you have an extra advantage there, and it's I love it. Thank you. Long sentence. I appreciate it. You hit all the hot buttons there. Very well done, Patrick. Let's go to the lady with the orange gloves and the phenomenal. I don't know. What are you supposed to be, Cecilia? Are you a character or are you just Cecilia for Halloween? Uh, I'm a character for Halloween. It's Cruella. <laughs> Cruella DeVille. <laughs> You're the prettiest, prettiest oh, Cruella I've ever so seen. I'm you. putting you on I'm putting you on full screen speaker view, and we'd love for you to start from zero and introduce yourself. What's your show about and why are you at the mic? Join Absolutely. Us. Well, First of all, thank you, Bonnie, for for this opportunity. Um, my name is Cecilia. My background has been in cancer research and life science and biotechnology for for about three decades. Uh, I know I started when I was twelve, uh, <laughs> but uh, my my show uh, is called Women, Life, and Science, and really what it comes down to is to 
uh, provide an opportunity for other women, uh, a, a platform for them to tell their stories. We all have stories to tell. We all have lessons to impart. We all have knowledge to share. And there, I, I wanted to create a, a program where women in many different stages of life, whether you're a young careerist or seasoned leaders, to have an opportunity to talk about their pathway, to share their expertise, to share their knowledge, share their stories with each other. And echoing Patrick a little bit here, it's an opportunity to really have deeper relationships with the listeners, with other people, with other women. And in radio, you don't have to be on camera. Most people are a little shy uh, to be on camera and they're not able to speak or speak their mind. And in the radio, you can turn off the camera and you can actually be free to express your insights to your listeners. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting and nice to meet you as well. So far, you and Patrick are my two new best friends because I've known you 19 minutes. And Rebecca, you're about to be. So Rebecca, please introduce yourself and tell us why radio. Welcome. Thank you so much. Honored to be here. And I am... I, I think I'm going to start with why radio and then introduce myself, if that's sure. okay with you. Of that um, when Robert Chalino reached out to me to be on radio, I was very resistant and afraid and didn't know how to turn on a mic, was just really concerned about all of it and felt like, who me? Could I really do that? And one of the things I loved about Voice America and I loved about their approach is that they leaned in and really talked with me, got to know me and encouraged me and helped me see how my voice could make a difference. And that was inspiring to me. So I originally leaned in thinking, I'll check it out. I'll try it out. That was about nine and a half years ago, multiple shows, multiple programs. And I have been doing live ever since every week. I love it. I get to grow every week, introducing, welcoming, learning, discovering new things with all the experts I get to bring forward. So that's why I did it. And I got to grow so much personally and professionally. So became addicted to that week after week, multiple shows. So I now have two programs. One's called Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. And so we really bring forward different voices, men and women. Men need to be part of that conversation, too, to really empower and uplift and bring that transformation forward. And then the other show is called The Author's Journey, and that one's a podcast that we bring forward where we're helping both readers and writers on their journey. So it's a little bit of the programs, why I do radio. And I am an empowerment leader, a speaker. I'm a number one international bestselling author founder and owner of Your Purpose Driven Practice, creator of the Speaker Talent Search, and also own a publishing firm called the RHG Media Productions. And we're really passionate about helping speakers, leaders, experts, transformational um, content and information and messages getting out in the world. That's how we make a difference, heart by heart, life by life. Lovely. Very, very nice. When you were speaking in the beginning, Rebecca, about getting onto turning on a mic and speaking, I was thinking of the Gloria Gaynor song. I, I mentioned this mm. on a show recently. At first, I was afraid I was petrified. And the song is I Will Survive, right? And here we all mm -hmm. are. So I have a question for all three of you. Do you ever sleep? Because you're all so busy. Patrick, do you ever sleep? I always tell my wife I'll sleep when I'm dead. 
Oh dear. Okay. Okay. Shouldn't have asked that. Do, what do you have anything special for breakfast to to power you up for everything you do, Patrick? I'll ask the other the ladies too, Patrick. You know, I'm a big fan of muesli. My dad lived in Germany for several years, and so I grew up eating granola with yogurt and fruit, and that seems to be a good blend for me to get the day started. Good. I'm glad, Cecilia. Anything to power you? Mm -hmm. I work out in the morning before the sun rises. So usually around 6.30, 6.45 in the morning, I have a personal trainer that actually works out, works out, works out with me, wakes up with me. Um, and it's virtual via FaceTime. Very. <laughs> I want a I referral to that. Thank you very much. Yes. Rebecca, how about you? <laughs> Rebecca, with your nine years and your two shows and your publishing company and your books, I was listening. <laughs> uh, anything special? Any special caffeine in your breakfast? Um, yes, I do. I love coffee. Yes, absolutely. Have that in the morning. And I actually take time to meditate and center and focus. And I find the day flows so much more smoothly when I do that. And I approach it from that place um, with the caffeine in hand. Very, very nice. And in case you're wondering, I start out with a, a low-fat banana milkshake with 1% milk, a couple of ice cubes, half a banana, a couple of squirts of agave syrup, and some dry cocoa that has zero calories in it, although you wouldn't know. And I put that in a personal blender, one of those little, they used to be $14.95, they're about twice that now, but it doesn't have an on-off, so it just has a pulser. And you just hold it until you sense that the ice cubes have melted because the cup is very cold, and you stick a straw in it, and you take it wherever you go. So... That's my breakfast, in case Sounds anybody good. was asking. You always have to ask the host. <laughs> Thank you. I'll send you the recipe. There you go. Sometimes fruit, but I like the cocoa and banana. There we go. I want to ask the three of you. I know nobody here is a Scorpio, but I just want to play a little game with you because there's some very interesting characteristics of the Scorpio, which is the current sign of the Zodiac. And I want to see if you all want to be honorary Zodiac Scorpio. So let's take a look. If you wave your hand at something that you like, one of these characteristics in the personality, let's see how many of you want to become honorary. You can be two or three signs. I decided that. So it's perfectly all right. Okay. So it's a fixed water sky, water sign. Scorpios are known for loyalty, devotion, and passion. Does that describe you? Yeah, Patrick. Okay, good. Let's get the hands up here. Deep feelings and emotions. I'll go with that. I'm a Libra, but I'll go with that. Intense personalities. Okay, fess up. Uh, okay, we got one. Uh, all right. Oh, well, we're really doing well. Acute sixth sense and gut instincts. That's me. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, Meg, may ignore the facts. Well, that's what gut instincts are. Always analyzing and processing information. I think that applies to all three of you. I've only known you briefly, but I think so. Uh, devoted, reliable, faithful, and generous when they like you. Mm, yeah. Interesting comment. <laughs> Listen to this. No other sign other than Scorpio will hold your hand or dry your eyes when you cry, fight your battles as if they're their own, and laugh over obstacles, even though their humor is a little macabre, which goes to the Halloween theme, Cecilia. So, and the other thing is they're moody. Oh, you might not want to do this. Moody, obsessive, secretive. They love fiercely and fully, and they are not phony or fake. I think we know you're not phony or fake, but anybody want to? Obsessive and secretive, and I don't. Anybody want? I don't. I, I can't get that doesn't, that. Doesn't describe me at all. I'm an open book. There you go. It's almost spot on, Bonnie. That's crazy. I, I know. I, no I, I know. So here, here are the recommended careers, and what you do may touch on some of these. Not exactly psychologist or psychiatrist, detective. Well, surgeon, well, there's different ways of using the idea of surgery, right? Uncovering things, digging things out, making them better, right? Pharmacist, we'll leave that one alone. Researcher, Patrick, this is for you. Financial advisor, maybe. 
tour guide and criminologist. I had three horror genre authors on my Monday night show, Read My Lips, and I did this with them. And we all decided with the detective, the criminologist, and the and the uh, pharmacist and the psychiatrist, they all fit. Uh, here's some famous Scorpios, just so you know, Lord, the singer, Leonardo DiCaprio, Katy Perry, Winona Ryder, Tracy Ellis Ross, Drake, Julia Roberts, Pete Davidson, who's going to be hosting SNL again twice this season, Ryan Gosling, and Sean Diddy Combs. So we're making you all honorary Scorpios. There you go. All right. Go with the good stuff. All right. Now, I've asked, I've, asked all of you, <laughs> I've asked all of you to please send me a favorite fictional character quote or a song lyric that has nothing to do with radio, although there are some songs that do. And I'm going to read the quote with a little background and ask you to describe what this says about why you do radio, not necessarily about your show, but what radio means to you. So Patrick Lang, you're first, and you sent a very, very, very classic quote from the movie Dead Poets Society, 1989. They call it an American teen drama film, Patrick, but I think it's much more important than that. I think the word teen drama just belittles it. It had a lot of meat on the bones. Of course, uh, let's see, of course, starred the late, great, wonderful Robin Williams, said in 1959 at a fictional elite all-male conservative Vermont boarding school, that's a mouthful, Welton Academy, he played an English teacher, Professor John Keating, who inspired his students through teaching poetry. I think somebody just remade a movie similar to that. There's a shy student named Todd Anderson beginning his junior year of high school assigned to Neil Perry, one of the most promising students as his roommate, and he meets all of his friends, and I will leave it there. Here's the quote Patrick has selected. Carpe diem, seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. Okay, Patrick, what does this have to do with why you do radio? As I talked about uh, earlier, the reason I decided to do radio was because I wanted to one make a difference, and I felt like through radio I could. I felt like I could, you know, control my messaging. I could uh, reach new audiences, and I could make a difference. I'm one of those who's constantly assessing myself and my surrounding and our companies and our, you know, my relationships. I'm constantly trying to get better. And I think there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way, whether they do it well or not, whether they struggle with it, they're trying to move to the next level, right? And I love this quote because that's what he's saying. He's talking, he talks about sucking the marrow out of life in that movie, right? Carpe diem, seizing the day. We can approach life half-assed. We can go in a, in a way that's with an approach that just kind of is the minimum, or we can try to excel at what we do. I'm a firm believer that if we are at least trying to get better and trying to do more, not only will we accomplish more, but we find so much more satisfaction out of it. Our relationships will be rich, richer. We're going to see more success, but we're also going to make a bigger difference. We're going to leave a bigger legacy. And that doesn't happen when we're sitting on our couch eating, watching Will of Fortune eating Eatos. <laughs> <laughs> Do people still do that, Patrick? Yeah, I'm sure some people do. But. You know you know what I watch? My favorite TV shows are French detective procedurals because I used to speak French fluently and I have the uh, I have them speaking in French but with the English subtitles and I refresh my French that way. So I got, get to see some cool people and I get to see their relationships, but I get to practice my French. So there you go. No, no will of Vanna White, <laughs> God bless you. Okay, anyway, or something, I don't know. Very, very interesting. Thank you for the quote. And it would have been interesting to see if Robin Williams had lived longer, what he would be doing with his comedy today. 
with AI. It would have been interesting to see the jokes he made, the stories he told, how he did or didn't use it, if he made movies about it. I haven't thought about that in a while. And one more thing, Patrick, about your quote, not just the relationships with our listeners, our colleagues, our families. I think it's a relationship with ourselves. 100%. I always feel high and better after a good radio show. It always feeds me. And I sometimes just say to myself, you did good. You did. You did well. I like what you did. I'm proud of you. It reflects back. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes I even just high five myself or high five the guests because it was, it was an incredible show and you just feel good about how it ended up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and you at the helm, Rebecca, you have I the same do. feeling. And I even carve out time after at the end of every show to take a moment with the guest just to kind of reflect back okay. because I find frequently they wonder or they worry about something and they sometimes miss the magic yep. of what happened. Yes. And having a moment to yes. hold that together, I find really powerful for both of us. Yeah. I do. De- I debrief for five to 10 minutes Mm -hmm. with my guests. I only do panel shows Mm -hmm. now like this. And I debrief afterwards. And I tell them in their calendar to save 10 minutes for me. And I say, how did you feel about the time you spent with me? And they talk to each other. They talk to me. Very important point. Patrick, I saw you wiggle your finger. You want to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Rebecca made the point before about how much she's enjoyed meeting the guests and how much she's learning. And I think it's one of the really just amazing things about being on radio is you're supposedly the expert, you're supposedly the mouthpiece or the moderator, but I have learned so much from the guests and felt like my life has been enriched just through the interaction and through their expertise and and everything. But I do the same thing. I I, I download with them for about 10 or 15 minutes after Mm -hmm. the show, but I've really enjoyed, to your point, Rebecca, I really enjoyed the learning process. And I'm one of the newer hosts. I've only been doing this for a little over a year now. It's just Uh, been an incredible year. Welcome, welcome. Cecilia, how long have you been doing radio? Oh, uh, one year, last month. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, well, this yes. show is for the for the long-term <laughs> veterans like Rebecca and me and that I'm putting putting uh Cecilia and Patrick into the kind of newbie category within about a year and we're also looking for people who were about to jump in and grab the mic. So if you know anybody, send them to me. Very good. Thank you very much. I'm going to move on to the quote Cecilia has selected. This is from Little Women, which goes way back to Louisa May Alcott's book from 1868. But there was a movie that was directed and written by Greta Gerwig, the seventh film adaptation of Little Women in 2019. They call it a coming-of-age period drama film. And Joe, Josephine March, one of the sisters, played by Sorsha Ronan. I've seen her on enough interviews to know that's how she pronounces it. S-A-O-R-S-E. S-A-A, S-A-O-I-R-S-E, and she's from Ireland, I believe. Uh, And here we go. In 1868, Joe March, a New York City teacher, asks editor Mr. Dashwood to publish a story she wrote. Her youngest sister, Amy, who lives in Paris, and their aunt, March, attend a party with childhood friend and neighbor, Lori. Amy is angry at Lori's drunken behavior, prompting him to mock her for spending time with, oh, it goes on and on and on. I don't want to start. Anyway, here's the... (laughs) It sounds good. I got to watch it again. Here's the quote Cecilia has selected from Joe March. Don't try and make me grow up before my time. Well, what in the world does it have to do with radio? Go ahead, Cecilia. A lot, actually, because when you're in radio, you could be you could be in uh, transformed with the conversation that you're having with the guest. 
you could be inspired. You could be uh, saddened by some of the experiences that are being shared with you. At the same time, you're finding joy in everything that you that you're doing with radio. It's it, if you approach it more as a childlike because it's brand new. Every person that you have on the show has a different story. Like I said, there's there's something magical about it, and 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 that's one of the reasons why I think um, I wanted to 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 start this this program is because again, you know, there are so many stories out there, and um, and I think to be honest, I think Joe is a scorpion because <laughs> I think she is. She feels very deeply. She's childlike. She's passionate. She's loyal. I mean, she's got pretty much all the characteristics that the Scorpio has. <laughs> and so timely, right? Um, but I think that's that's one of the things that I really love about that quote is that every show that I have, I go at it from a different set of eyes, from a, a child's view. Because again, there's something new to, to learn from it. Something that I you know, I've never experienced or heard about. Uh, so just as an example, um, a couple of, uh, I think it was a couple of months ago where I interviewed uh, a, a married couple author um, and they wrote about um, uh, about Disneyland uh, on, on the mountain. And that's actually the title of the book. I had no idea. I had no idea that there was a ski resort that was being planned in the 60s. Didn't happen, obviously, but I had no clue. But in my mind, all of a sudden, I started thinking, oh, a ski resort up in the mountains, Disneyland, oh, Snow White and the birds. And <laughs> I mean, just that that kind of, of excitement, um, I think, brings joy to to a lot of us. And um, which is one of the reasons why I did radio, too. And just to, to kind of a side note, I, too, own uh, and co-founded different companies and still do that as well and a not, not for profit. So we get we're too serious about certain things sometimes and it's nice to be able to just think about it from a from a child's view interesting and i'm enjoying this especially because i'm getting to know the three of you i all i have is a little bitty bio 1000 characters and that's it but the richness of who you are and what you're doing is coming through on the radio there's something about hearing people right and seeing people we're very auditory and we're a very visual civilization now. That's why I live stream my shows on LinkedIn and Facebook because people are distracted and they want to see. So, oh, I saw, oh, she look what they're. But radio is the same thing, isn't it? You're hearing something. As much as I love books, as much as I think we all love the written word, having to sit and take the time to turn those pages and even if it's digital, you still have to do it. But radio, it can be anywhere. Take it with you, right? And you hear the voices, you hear what they're saying, and something catches your imagination. Something says, today's a better day because I heard that, or what the heck did they say? And it gets your blood boiling, and that's okay too sometimes. That's okay. So it's a sensory experience. Thank you very much. Let's go to Rebecca's quote. Rebecca sent a quote from, oh, another one of my favorites. We have Dory, a blue tang with short-term memory loss, voiced by Ellen DeGeneres. Of course, the movie is Finding Nemo, 2003 computer animated adventure film, the story of an overprotected clownfish named Marlin, who, accompanied by Dory, searches for his missing son Nemo. And Marlin, 
the father learns to take risks and come to terms with Nemo learning to take care of himself. I want to tell you, Rebecca, the first Pixar film to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. It was the highest grossing animated film at the time of its release, the second highest grossing film of 2003. It only earned $871 million in the theaters. It's the best-selling DVD title of all times, and it sold 40 million copies as of 2006, the highest grossing G-rated film of all time before Toy Story 3 took over, and it's one of the 100 greatest motion pictures since 2000 in a BBC poll. So you picked a good one. And here's the quote. Everybody, put your hands in front. Come on, Patrick and Cecilia with the gloves. Come on. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Okay, Rebecca, I gave you as much of a wrap up as I Patrick, that was really good. I, Patrick, it looks yeah, like that he was good. dancing. He's going to do the mile. And, and Cecilia, and everybody's going to see you out in the water with those orange gloves. Rebecca, tell us, how come you picked this what does this have to do with radio? And to me, talk? this has to do with radio and life. It's so important that we just keep swimming. I think we get in our head sometimes, we worry, we're, we're worried about where we're going to go and everything. And if we just keep taking the steps, one stroke at a time, and when you're swimming, it leads you to the next and we can trust that. So when I started radio, as I mentioned, I was nervous and the technology and all of those things. My worst fear was everything disconnecting. So for my very, very first show, which is still out there on air, if anyone wants to hear, you can hear the story now behind that first show. First show, I get on and I'm nervous. My voice is shaking. I have two of my friends on as guests because I wanted backup and I wanted that support. And I start the show and it feels very quiet. (laughs) And I just keep talking and talking. Am I getting nervous? But I sense something's wrong. But I, I keep going. I don't know what else to do. And they're trying to call me on Voice America. So I see my phone light up, but I can't answer because I'm live. So after seven minutes or so, which feels like a really long time when you sense something is off, um, I pick up and I figure I'll just work it into the show because I'm just going to keep swimming and swimming. I pick it up and they're like, okay, everything went dead on our end. We're going to wire you in by the phone. We're changing the format to this format, which I didn't know what that language meant. And you're going live right now. Three, two, one. And I just took a deep breath because it was now me versus technology. So my voice came in strong and I just was going to represent. And then I didn't know how to do breaks or those kinds of things. So I just kept talking and talking and talking and bringing that guest on and going forward. And they interrupted the line because they can do amazing things with technology. Go break, break. You need to go on break. So we're able to do that. Finally, 40 minutes into the show, I think we got everything back on to the right format and all those kinds of things. But what I learned that day is I didn't have to be perfect. I had a huge team. I could just keep going forward. It ended up being a strong show. I faced my fears. So any show after that, I'm like, if the whole system goes dead, I can keep swimming. I can bring this show forward. Trial by fire. Bravo. I will tell you that my first show on October 5th, 2011 on the business, I've been doing radio for years, but this was my first on Voice America. It was called Coffee Break with Game Changers. And we were talking about mobility as in, in, in the enterprise level. And I had three guests who were all, uh, all executives and two of them were in Europe at the time of the show. And we are five minutes before and one of this is on the phone. This is way before way before Zoom, way before doing it on Skype. So on phone and my engineer says, okay, we have a call from so-and-so, Dan. And Dan was my, wasn't my caller, he was my guest. Well, nobody else showed up. 
they all got the time difference mixed up. They were in Europe. One was on vacation and he committed, but he somehow messed up and didn't come to the show. We are 30 seconds before live. Now, I've got a whole thing prepared with, you know how I do with content from my guests. Okay, the whole thing at 30 seconds before live, and nobody get offended. This is before me too. I said, Dan, honey, follow my lead. It's you and me talking mobility for one hour straight through. And he said, Bonnie, honey, I'm here for you. And we talked for one complete hour instead of a round table. I never, Rebecca, I never went back and listened to that show. All I knew was just keep swimming, 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 right? Patrick, carpe diem, right? Cecilia, don't make me grow up, but I have to. The next exactly. week, the next week, all the guests showed up, and then we were off and running. And I had the shock. Third week, my manager called me, and I said, well, this was a 13-week trial. What do you think? And she said, I have news for you. And I sat down, and I thought, oh, crap, she hates it. She said, I love it. Go big. I just funded you for a year. You're doing live radio 50 weeks a year. I said, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? That one show ended up becoming 48 different series over the following 11 years for multiple companies around the world. So that was the Game Changers franchise, if you will. But I identify that with, with that Rebecca, because it's when things go wrong. That's when we learn. Right, Patrick? Right, Cecilia? It's doing things right. You say, oh, that was great. It went wonderful. But when something goes wrong and you have to figure it out, you have to keep swimming, you have to have to know something or know somebody who knows something to get you back on track. That's when we remember. That's when we have the learning experience. So Patrick, talk to me. I know to that point, Bonnie, um, I think we grow most when those things happen, we have to pivot, we have to shuffle, we have to, you know, it happened to me just a few weeks ago, my guest showed up, she was on time, but she could not get Zoom to work, her sound wasn't working. And so with no notice, I had to do a monologue for the whole hour. <gasps> and I just started talking about how to find certainty in your life. And I shared three different lessons from my life. And I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed it so much. I'm talking to Robert Cholino about launching a different series come first of the year, where at least once a month, twice a month, I'll just do a monologue instead. And and so, and I I would have never considered it until I was forced into doing it, and it went well enough, and I enjoyed it enough, and I got enough great feedback on it. I thought, man, maybe I'll just keep doing this. You made your life extraordinary. You carpe <laughs> you carpe the DM, Cecilia. That's what right. do you want to say? Go ahead. No, I I just wanted to say exactly the same thing. I've actually done a couple of monologues on on my show only because I couldn't get any guests to come on. And this was earlier on in, in you know, starting the podcast. So I decided to do a book review. <laughs> I I took a book and I and it was uh, ironically it had, you know, seven steps and so I broke it down and I I did an entire seven-step book review for an hour. <laughs> I, I had several TV shows on Long Island in New York at public access, and I started four different series. One of them was called Something to Talk About. And one day I had a lady on who was coming in. Uh, let's see. She was coming in. It was on Skype, I'm pretty sure. I remember there was a big monitor in the studio, and she had a book on uh, colors. You know, mm-hmm. people, whatever your color is and your color, personality, your aura, it's not really my thing, but she was interesting. I met her somewhere. Her first name was Pamela. I don't remember her last name. And in the middle of her speaking, the monitor went dark and her line went dead. And the people from a big cable company who were running the thing, I gave away half of what the name of the company was. I don't want to say anything. They're pretty big. Uh, They came out in the studio and they said, 
they were waiting for me to mess up. Patrick, they were waiting. For, they said, finally, finally, Bonnie's going to really screw up. She's going to get tripped. And I said, well, I've got Pamela's book here. I'm going to read chapter six, Cecilia. So I said, I'm going to, and I kept reading and reading and reading. I made it very lively. You know how I did the poem at the opening here. And then they, somebody stood in the back of the TV studio and they said, she's back. So I said, put her on. So they got her on what I called the God mic, which was the telephone that was coming into a speaker in the studio. We couldn't get her Skype back on. It was quite experimental at that time. And so I brought her back. And when it was over, it was a 30-minute live show. When it was over, the, the gentleman from the cable company came and he said, darn, we thought we would trip you up. He said, we cannot make you do a bad <laughs> show. No matter what we I said, you mean you did it on purpose? He said, no. But once that line went down, we said, okay, she's going to say, go to break or go put something on, you know, or a previous show. And I said, I'm just going to keep going. I'll read from her book until we get her back. And that's fine. Cecilia, I'm with you. I love that. And thank you, everybody, for for the quotes, it was so funny. I said, damn, we thought we'd get her. <laughs> no, you can't. And that's, I think, I think that's what we all are, right, Rebecca? We just keep swimming because let, let's relate this before we go to the discussion statements, because there is, I'm going to reflect on who we are. There's a magic about radio, whether it's live or podcast recorded. I still call it radio. I still think it's a live medium. It's the magic. That's how I say people, oh, you have a podcast. I do radio. Okay. There's something exciting that excites our brain that says, I'm speaking and people are hearing, and that's the microphone. And we keep going because we want to, and we need to, and it does something for us as people. Am I on track there, Cecilia? You're nodding. What do you think? Yeah, you are. You're definitely on track. It's exciting, yes. isn't it? it yeah. Is. Patrick, you feel that excitement when you're hosting a show? I know you Every do. week. Every week. Rebecca, what about you? Absolutely. Every single week. And every week I get to learn. I get to grow. And I value that and I get to show up because I think we um, sometimes, especially these days, can shrink back a bit or not always be consistent in how we show up. Yep. When you have a live weekly commitment, you're showing up, you're showing up for your listeners, you're showing commitment. up for yourself, you're showing up for the guests. And I think there's um, a power in that. And I think it's important to find ways commitment. for us to be committed, to show up, to keep swimming and to keep growing. Rebecca, Rebecca, Cecilia, Patrick, I'm talking to Rachel. Rachel, in the background, we're going to have to rename this the swimming show or the radio show. <laughs> the radio show. The radio show on Voice America, right? The radio show. Patrick, talk to me. Go ahead. I saw you. Absolutely. You know, as we talk about um, how we learn and grow from the show, and re to Rebecca's point, I 100% agree. Um, I believe that if we want to grow in our own lives, we have to put ourselves into situations that force us to stretch right yes. we i mean nobody wants to change nobody wants to be uncomfortable but until you are i don't think you'll ever achieve your potential and I, I love it for the same reason just like rebecca said i have to show up i have to be prepared i do my research i you know and yeah. and even if i'm not feeling well or even if i'm on vacation i take my my you know blue tech with me and i and i i've i've broadcast from all over the country because I travel a lot and it, you have to show up and it forces you to become more. Well, commitment is called accountability, but I still think the core of it is excitement. I think we're excited to be speaking on 
a microphone. Rebecca, you wanted to add something? I did. I was thinking about that stretching and growing. So I had an opportunity to be um, some of the media at an event, and it was a large event, huge conference, and we got to meet all these different people coming off the stage and interviewing live broadcast. We hit millions and millions of people that weekend, and it gets to be very busy and hectic. And one of the people that I got to interview right off the stage was the commissioner of the United States. And I'm doing that, I'm interviewing, and I just fell in love with what she had to say about leadership, about always willing to be first, but never being um, be the last, you know, to pass that baton. She just had such a powerful, powerful view on how to navigate in leadership and, and really show up. And at the end of the interview, I just felt so taken with her. I said, can I, can I hug? <laughs> do you, do you hug? And I, you know, it was still rolling, but I, at that point had forgotten and she goes, girl, I'm from the South. We hug. So I got a big hug and then I really <laughs> wanted her on my show, but I was intimidated. I was a little bit nervous. And so I found my courage and I asked and she said, yes. So I got the car, the protocol, those things. So then I had to follow up through all the different steps you take to, to have someone like that on your show. And I remember right before, as we're getting ready, I half expected her to not show up because, you know, she's the commissioner of the United States. And this is, you know, I started to have some of that. This is just my show and it's not about politics and shrinking back a little bit. And then I'm like, and we do this whole heart meditation in in the beginning. And I started to question like everything I've been doing for years to do this. (laughs) And I had to talk to myself and I took a breath and I reminded myself, Rebecca, no. She said, yes, this is your show. Own your show. So I took a breath and I got on and it was an amazing show. It's still one of my favorite shows. And the way she showed up and how prepared she was and the story she told about why she does what she does and um, a, a moment in the airport that changed her life and leadership, it was so impactful. And she fully showed up. She had grandmother's story. She was all in and she ended up personally sharing it out on her Twitter feed afterwards, taking her political hat off and doing it. I grew so much in that I became, I thought, well, that's who I want to be. I want to be like that. When I make a commitment like that, whatever the commitment is, I want to show up that way, that elegantly, that powerfully and all in. We do show up. That's what a show is all about. We commit to showing up. Cecilia, briefly, go ahead. Yes. I wanted to also extend a little bit on the, on the um, sort of not pivoting, but growing and stretching ourselves. So Women, Life, and Science tried it as a podcast, did it for 13 weeks, as you all know, doing pilots. Um, one, one day I said, well, wouldn't that be great if we just turned this into a conference? And sure enough, mm-hmm. it turned into, it's turning into a conference. It's going to be in, in uh, on April um, of 2024. And then uh, the other thing was also, okay, wouldn't that be great if we just turn it into a 501c3 nonprofit organization to build programs for, for other women? And that's what we did. So stretching, stretching, stretching. Yes. And, and I've had a similar experience, Cecilia, where I've introduced guests I, on my Technology Revolution show. I have four panelists, but I call them futurists. Similar to this, but we do predictions on a topic this year. It's all related to the future of fill-in-the-blank, an industry profession, human skill, creative genre, and AI. That's it. Four predictions each around the table. I had two guests I introduced about three weeks ago, and I just found out they were so happy to meet each other that they are planning a conference. They're doing work together. They've gotten some sponsors from some nonprofits for an event they're doing together all about 
coding, networking, and network security on the technology instructional side. And I just found this out and it made my heart go pitter-patter that I introduced two people who found a connection professionally and personally, and they're running with it. I, I was thrilled. I tell people on my shows, meet each other, talk to each other, find something. Oh, two people don't know the other two people. will get together. You've got each other's emails. You've heard each other speak. You've got the show. So anyway, we're finding a lot of connections with ourselves, with our guests, with the world, and with showing up. Rebecca, Rachel, I keep going. Rachel, we're going to have to name the show, rename Next at the Mic, the swimming show, the hugging show, just keep swimming and just show up. It's going to be called Next at the Mic, aka Just Show Up. There you go. I want to get quickly to the discussion statements you all sent me. We don't have that much time left. I'll read one statement from each of you and then just take two minutes and explain it and we'll do some fun birthdays. So, Patrick says, listeners are looking for more than just content or headlines. That's interesting. They want a relationship. They want a connection. They want mutual understanding, and they want more depth. Talk radio can offer this better than virtually any other medium. Patrick, two minutes. Please unpack for me. Go ahead. As I said earlier, I think that's uh, what people are looking for. They don't just want headlines. They don't just want news. They want to feel like they know the person they're listening to. And when you have a weekly show, and you're sure you're interviewing guests, you may have a panel, but you're inter interjecting your personality into it. I share experiences and we, we share back and forth. And so my listeners have gotten to know me over the last year, almost 15 months now, as much as they've gotten to know their guests, maybe even better, right? They keep coming back usually because of you and your guests and, and that interaction. But I, the feedback I'm hearing is they, they they're coming back because... They're getting to know me and they appreciate my viewpoints. They appreciate my my insights, my experience, right? And so although we're it's not about us as the hosts, you invariably create that connection with your listeners if you do it right, in my opinion. That it's been my experience. I've listened to other hosts like yourself who are so accomplished and so good at what you do. And it, you would just exude this energy. And this connection with your listeners, they, that it draws them in, and they don't, and they don't want to leave. I, you know, I listen to a show like yours, Bonnie, and I, and when it's done, I want to, I can't wait till the next week to come back and listen again. And I think that's Thank one you. of the things that happens in, uh, in talk radio that you don't see on TV, right? You don't see in any other platform. Um, I don't know how you can accomplish it without radio. <laughs> This is true. That's why I've stayed with the medium of radio all these years. Fifty just debuted my fifty-sixth series Amazing. three hours ago. And it's just this is what I do. What do you do? People ask me. I say, I talk to people. I talk to smart people all day long. What a great ride, right? What a great ride. Let's go to Cecilia. I picked your statement number two. This is interesting. You say radio and podcasts. I'm going to lump yeah. those together. Just yeah. call it radio. Radio takes us away. Oh, here, everybody listen up. Takes us away from the social media hype and brings us back to just building a community. Great word. Cecilia, take two minutes. Unpack, please. It's go exactly ahead. what that means, what that phrase says. It takes us away from the social media hype and builds a community. You know, social media is is a great tool for spreading the word, for marketing, for what have you. But it's not the thing that actually builds a community. When I'm when I have my guests on the show, it's that relationship. Yes, I'm prepared with questions that I may ask them, but it never I, I never really go through that 
question one, question two, it becomes an organic conversation. And from that, the listeners actually can relate to that conversation, learn something new, um, and at the same time, builds that community, whether you know it or not. If you touch one person based on what whatever it is that you're talking about on the radio, you've touched a lot of people. And that's really has been my my overall goal with with women, life and science. Making a difference, reaching out, touching someone. Very well put. Thank you very much. I'm looking at the clock. We got seven minutes left. Let's go to Rebecca. I'm combining two of your statements, Rebecca, because I like the way they go together. So I'm just going to put them into one. Be willing to, this is a message to hosts, future hosts, potential hosts, somebody dreaming about hosting. Be willing to be seen and heard on the same level you wish to make a difference. And here's the kicker. It's not about perfection. It's about connection. We love our rhymes. Go ahead, Rebecca, unpack. Thank you. Um, I love those phrases and those reminders because I think so many times we have a desire to make a big difference, but we're wanting people to know somehow by osmosis what we know or that they matter or that their life could be different or that we care. And I've discovered that's not how it works. We have to be willing to be really easy to find. We need to be willing to show up to be seen and heard on the same level we are called to make a difference. If we feel like we're the best kept secret, we have to own that. It's our responsibility to be seen, to be heard, to find a way to build that bridge to the people who need us most. And radio is such a powerful, powerful way to do that. And that reminder that it's not about perfection. People don't want perfect people. They want authentic, real connections. And when we're willing to show up that way in radio, in the different medias that we're given, it makes a difference. And when we show up consistently week after week and we're willing to share those messages out, it makes a difference heart by heart, life by life. Thank you. I like the way you put that. I gave up on the word authentic a while ago. I don't like buzzwords too much. So I renamed it, Rebecca, and I call it real deal. I love it. Be a real, real deal person real deal. with a hyphen. <laughs> Cecilia likes that. Patrick, did you like real deal? What do you think? I like it. You're the real good. deal. You like it. Okay. We have uh, six minutes left, just barely. And I have a little exercise for us of, of, of the end. It's very easy. But let's do some famous birthdays. It's Halloween. Let's wave those orange gloves. Miss Cecilia, there she goes. Okay. So let's do some famous birthdays. Rob Schneider, the comedian. Adam Sandler films. Remember the water boy, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, grown up. Rob Schneider is 60 today. Happy birthday. Vanilla Ice, the rapper. His real name is Rob Van Winkle. That's interesting. Uh, he had a single, Ice Ice Baby. It was a hip-hop song, topped the Billboard charts. He's 55 today. Can you believe it? And he was in a breakdance troupe, and that's where he got the name Vanilla Ice. I don't want to go there. He was a musical guest on Saturday Night Live in 1991. Dermot Mulroney is 60. He's in a supporting actor in My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts, about Schmidt, blah, blah, blah. Okay, happy birthday. Now, uh, are you all sitting down? Patrick, especially, are you sitting down? I like to mind the depths of social media stars and see how successful they are and what makes them connection, community, reaching out, touching people. Okay, so I've got a couple of doozies for you. There is a, a young lady who's 29. I consider that a very young lady. Her name is Kat, K-A-T, Stickler. Just the way it sounds is how it's spelled. She only has, Patrick, you're sure you're sitting down. I don't want to upset you here. She only has 10 million plus subscribers, just 10 million, Okay. Uh, she's a content creator for her TikTok account, Mike and Kath. 
she was with her husband, Michael. They posted comedy and prank videos. I like to say I'm in the wrong line of work. When they separated, she started her own account, Cat Stickler account on TikTok. So she only has 10 million plus subscribers. And I want to say thank you, Cat Stickler, for doing what you do. I'm sure somebody really appreciates that at 10 million. Then we have YouTube. Here's a name you've never heard of, I promise you. Crispy Concords. Ever heard of him, Rebecca? <laughs> Probably not. He's 26. He only... I feel so bad. He only has 2.9 million subscribers. That's all. Content creator of funny gaming videos, primarily for the franchise Call of Duty. Oh, my goodness. He's from where I live for 32 years. Parker Stevens from Great Neck, New York. And it's very important. You should all know this is on his media account that he got a dog early this year. This is very, very Cecilia. This is an important connection. Today in music history, in 2007 today, Elvis Presley topped the annual Forbes magazine list of the most profitable dead celebrities. His estate took in, this is 2007, his estate took in $49 million in 26-207. And John Lennon is number two, dead celebrities. George Harrison, James Brown, and Bob Marley also made the list. So Elvis is still bringing it in. In 2008, on this day in history, in Nottingham, England, 1,227 people, oh, this is for you, Cecilia, in zombie clothing, garb, performed the dance from Michael Jackson's Thriller. In a video, they set a new Guinness World Record for the largest gathering of zombies, and the stunt pushes the song back into the charts in the UK, and it landed at number 35. Just wanted you to know. I think I'm going off mic here. And then in 2017, at his show in London, the crowd pelted Harry Styles with kiwi fruit when he performed the song Kiwi. To protect the singer when he played Manchester three days later, the grocery store Asta, ASDA, refused to sell kiwi to anyone under the wow. age of 25. I thought you'd get a kick. <laughs> Patrick, where do I find this stuff? God only knows. We have one minute left. Uh, this is the month of museums and galleries, Emotional Intelligence Awareness Month. It's Apple Month, Caramel Month, Chili Month, Cookie Month, Dessert Month, Pasta Month, Pickled Pepper Month, Pizza Month, Pretzel Month, Sausage Month, and Vegetarian Month. And I have a closing, and I want to say thank you to Jordan, our engineer today, and to Rachel and to Robert behind the scenes for helping me put the show together. And so lovely to meet you, Patrick Lang. Wave goodbye. Rebecca Hall Greider and Cecilia Zapata Harms. Here's my closing here. I do this on my Monday night show. Join me. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Well, not so much. Live, kiss slowly. It's only the best. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Join me with a laugh. Everybody, one, two, three. <laughs> Come on, Rebecca, you can laugh. <laughs> and never, ever regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because we're only the really ones who care. Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco and high heels on a Formica table talk in the high school cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, they all watched. I did not fall. Sing like nobody's listening. Love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Let your heart regrow, regroup, find a way to feel again. Money talks, chocolate sings, la. And last but not least, I stole this line from another host many years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye and don't go away. Thank you, Jordan. Are we good? Thanks again for tuning in to Next at the Mic Radio. Presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Join host Bonnie D. again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we wish you a positively mic-worthy week.